Yo, yo, it's your boy. Uh, welcome to Lost in Translation, the greatest podcast ever. I am your host, Matt Rahman. Um, make sure to email me at the Lost in Translation podcast at gmail.com because today's going to be a solo episode and I just want some feedback as to, you know, how well I'm doing. But yeah, it's going to be a solo episode. We actually recorded an episode with uh, Big Mike yesterday and, um, it went pretty well. Actually, it didn't go well. That's why we were not posting it. Mike didn't bring his A game. That's right. This is all Mike's fault because Mike was way too tired. He couldn't handle a little bit of working out. I, I, I outdid him in his workout. I fucking pushed him to the limit. He told me this. So for those of you listening, you know that I'm better than Mike. No, I'm just kidding. He's always going to be... Mike's the one who introduced me to working out, so he's always going to be my lord, my master. As uh, weird as that sounds. But yeah, um, me and Mike were actually going to be talking about his uh, his car accident. Yep, that's right. He got in a car accident again within a month of the last car accident that he had with the Coyote, where it fucked up the front part of his car. This time it was a 17-year-old boy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He, imagine he ran over a fucking 17-year-old boy and then we're complaining about how the car got fucking screwed up. No, but that's not what happened. The 17-year-old boy with his car hit him from behind, and he got fucked. And the, the kid had a truck, so his car was fine, and Mike has a V8 Camaro because he's a douche. And his V8 Camaro got fucked up. So now it's a... You might say it's a V4 Camaro. <laughs> Classic comedy. I'm a fucking killer, man. But yeah. Um, this is going to be his third car accident. And the thing about car accidents is um, you might not be in fault on paper, but sometimes, you know, if you, if, you, if you see yourself getting into a situation where you're the victim a lot, sometimes it might be your fault, you know? So I told that to Mike and uh, we left, but deep down I meant it. So yeah, Mike, it was your fault that you got in a car accident. What's weird is my girlfriend actually has gotten into four car accidents, and when she explained them to me, it was all kind of her fault, except the one where she got hit by a drunk driver. Don't worry, guys. Everyone that I'm talking about is safe, except for the cars. The cars got totaled. Um, Mike's car is still fixable, but he's paid more in repairs for that car than he actually bought the car for. So that's what tells you about life, man. It's just better to just buy new shit. I don't know why I'm talking about this, but I think it's a good, I think it's coming from a sincere place. Uh, what's next? By the way, I wrote down a bunch of ideas that I'm going to talk about. Ooh, gym progress. Yes. I've had a lot of progress in the gym. I've been going every single day. Um, actually, that's not true because I took a rest day on my anniversary with my girlfriend. Shout out one year loving in the oven. Yeah, that's because we're baking this relationship. And it's going to take 10 years for it to fully bloom. Because that's when I'm planning on getting married in 10 years. Hopefully it's going to be with my girlfriend, Kate. And if not, it sucks. But, um, yeah. Gym progress has been good. I've been noticing a lot of things. Uh, I fucking, I get very self-conscious when people who are really buff are working out next to me. Cause like I compare myself to them. Like this guy who's like jacked up on steroids, he's putting up like 17 plates. Meanwhile, I'm still like working on two. 
and it makes me feel a little self-conscious and those people they think that you know when they wear those tank tops that just cover their nipples barely actually it doesn't even cover those uh it doesn't cover their nipples what are those tank tops called like string tops is that what it's called that's just kind of gay huh you know not in like not that being gay is bad but it's um you're showing a lot of skin is that for the women? Do women like nipples and chest muscles? I don't know. I'm not gay. I tried, but that's another story for another time. That's right. People are asking questions. Did Matt really try to be gay? Who knows? I'm a mystery man. Yeah, um, my fucking shoulders are getting even wider. Dude, every time I work out, my shoulders get a little bit wider. And honestly, I think by the time it's like 2025, I'm straight up just going to be a giant T. Like the letter. I'm going to be a letter T. Yep. My lats are going to get really big. And my arms are just going to be plopped right on top of them. Isn't that weird when people's backs are so muscular that their arms just naturally, they do that like... You know how like when you're making fun of like jacked people and then you have your arms just spread out really wide? That's actually like that happens. Like if your lats get that big, your arms are just naturally going to rest on your 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 lats and then you're going to look like um you just open up your arms for people to see your muscles. It's a natural it's a natural process. Yeah, that's going to happen to me and I'm going to be a T. That's how big my lats are going to get. God damn it, I want to do steroids. Oh. Dude, why are steroids frowned upon? It's so dope. You just, it's like you're taking juice that makes you fucking super shredded and super big and beefy. I don't think girls like it though. I don't think girls like the fucking giant muscle. It's like, have you ever seen a professional bodybuilder's girlfriend? They're fucking, they're gross. You know, no offense. You know, they're, they're, they're probably good people, but physically speaking, they're, you know, not doing too well. And that's okay. Because everybody needs love. Especially big beefy men. I wonder what it's like to get in an argument with like a fucking bodybuilder. Just hopped up on testosterone. You just give up because you're like, fuck it man. You're going to you know break my fucking face. Just like the mountain did in Game of Thrones. That's a fucking crazy scene. Goddamn. When the mountain, he was, what was his name? Oberyn? Oberyn Martell? Shout out to Game of Thrones. My fucking favorite character gets his head popped by the strongest man in the world. It's fucking insane. Great scene. But yeah, back to the gym thing. Yeah, man. Girls fucking wear makeup too, which makes me feel even more insecure about myself. That's right. Girls wearing makeup makes me feel insecure. I never look at like pretty girls like, oh shit. That's the good stuff. I look at them as like, oh, we're, we're, we're inhabiting the same place. And you're probably judging me because if you're putting on that much makeup, you're judging yourself because you don't think that you look good enough with your natural skin beauty. You need a little bit of fake dirt to make, you, make yourself feel good. All right, let's be more positive. You know what? Thank you for putting on makeup and thank you for being super be beefy. Those big buff um, weightlifter guys. Because, you know, it gives me a lot of inspiration and motivation and something else that ends with Asian. Asian. No, I'm just kidding. 
I'm fucking saying random shit. But yeah. Um. Oh shit, I forgot to talk about the t-shirts. Uh, yeah, so for the people who are waiting on the t-shirts, we're actually going to do some design uh, changes uh, because... Hyon said that he, we should go for a more minimalist kind of design on the t-shirts. I don't know what that means, but we'll figure that out, right? We'll figure it out. I also just want the shirts to be black. So we were going to use the Lost in Translation logo, which looks great behind a white backdrop, but behind a black backdrop, can't really see the letters. And the whole point of these shirts is for kind of like me to get some advertisement. That's right, I'm using Gale. But you already knew that. And thank you. Thank you for supporting me. Makes me really happy that you guys are willing to buy the shirts. I'm so blown away by the people who who are willing to buy my merch. Like, I have a lot, like, this podcast has shown me, like, I've got a lot of friends, good friends. A lot of people who care about my future and my success. And it's uh, heartwarming. Yeah. I love y'all. I love all of you. All of you who buy the shirts. The ones who didn't buy the shirts... I love you too still, but, you know, step your game up. <laughs> uh, who knows, man? Who knows what I'm fucking thinking? Um, what else did I want to talk about? Oh, my broken-ass phone. That's right. Matt Ramen is using a broken iPhone right now. I have a giant green line that stops me from reading texts and stops me from entering texts properly because I can't see what the fuck I'm writing. Can't watch Netflix on my phone anymore. Also, randomly, my phone will just open and close apps and call people on FaceTime. I actually called Aaron. Shout out to Aaron on FaceTime. Haven't talked to Aaron in like three years. He's a good guy, though. I love I miss Aaron. Aaron, if you fucking listen to this, you're the man. Shout out to you. He's always a nice guy. I love nice people, dude. I always surround myself with good people. I pride myself on that. I'm so morally just, it's crazy. My compass is just, it's just right on, dude. It's right on. I don't know what that means, but it means something. Um, yeah, my uh, screen's broken. I went to Apple, hoping for some support from the Apple store that has fucked me so many times before with their expensive gadgets, but I love them. I love the MacBook Pro. I love the iPhone. I love everything they have. The AirPods, that shit has changed my life. Um, I had an iPad. It got stolen in college. So, going to get a new one, hopefully. But yeah, Apple has been good to me in terms of like the use that I've gotten from their products. But when I have a broken product and I come to them, you know what they say? They say, do you want us to fix the front part of the screen or the back part of the screen? And I was like, what? They're like, yep. I was like, what do you mean? Like, isn't fixing the screen just the whole thing? They're like, oh, no, no, no. There's two different types of glass. And I asked them, okay, what about just the front? Because the back part of the screen, that's cracked. Because that says a lot about who I am. Um, a broken person. Um, the front part of the screen is what I need fixed. So I asked them for that. And the guy goes, $329. Mind you, I bought this phone for $1,000. When this guy told me that it's going to cost $329 to repair the front part of the screen, did I get angry? No. I didn't get angry. It was like the disappointment I get when... Uh, 
I can't even. I, I'm, I'm mad at thinking about it right now. I'm disappointed. I'm dis, it's heartbreaking. It's like, dude, I, I paid $1,000. I thought I was paying $1,000 for the inside of the fucking phone. Why is it $329 just for the glass? Give me shittier glass in that case. And the guy was like, yeah, well, that's how it is. Then I asked, I was like, all right, well, $329 for the front part. What if I add the back part, too? The guy goes, $529. That's more than half the phone just for fucking glass. That's what the, the phone costs. $529 just for the front part of the, the fucking phone and the back part. And I, I don't know, I told the guy, I was like, yo, that's, that's, that's insane. And then he looked at me and he's like, that's the rules. You can get Apple Care because nobody gets Apple Care because everyone's like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to get a phone case for my phone and I'm going to get the protective screen. I did that. I got the phone case. I got the protective screen. But one day the protective screen started acting up because that shit breaks. And I peeled it off and I was like, holy shit, this phone looks so cool. This is the phone I bought. The, I bought the phone for the sleek glass. And then I took it out of the, the case and then it felt great without the case on. I was like, dude, it. This is such a satisfying phone to hold. Lo and behold, I was taking a shit one day, going through my text messages, and I dropped my phone in front of me, and it cracked. And now, I have to pay $329. Well, I'm not gonna lie, I got a little emotional. I even told the guy at the Apple store, I was like, yo, bro, I've been buying your products since I was, like, in sixth grade. I don't know how old I was, but my first phone was an iPhone. That's right. My father made up for the lack of attention with things. And I got an iPhone, got the first iPhone, started watching YouTube videos in the middle of class. My grades plummeted as a result, but it was worth it. And then um, ended up, you know, getting the newer and newer iPhones. And I've been having, I've had iPhones ever since I was little, but Apple doesn't care. I even told the guy, I was like, I've been getting Apple products for like 10 years now. And he's like, nope, it's not our problem. You fucked up. It's insane, man. It's insane. $329. I could buy a fucking iPad with that shit. And I, I'm pretty sure an iPad, which the screen is like 10 times the screen of a regular fucking iPhone, is worth 360 bucks or something like that. It might actually be actually $329. That's insane. I'll, I'll look that up later, just to make myself a little more angry at Apple. And then I like thought, th dude, I was in the middle, I was in the middle of like texting and driving because that's what I do. And my phone started fucking up. I almost got in a car accident. I got so angry at my phone that I started biting on it. I almost threw it out the fucking window. <laughs> oh my God, I'm fucking crazy. But yeah, that's what, all, that's what happened. I started biting on it, which made the phone act up even worse. And uh, yeah, I almost got in a car accident because Apple refuses to make fixing your fucking screen uh less than three if it was like 150 i would pay for it you know 150 i'm like all right but like close to 10 percent. what is that 15 percent? i'm so good at math um if it was like 15 percent, i would pay for it but 329 dollars dude it's basically like 40 percent if you round up He's dead, too. That guy, what's his name? Fucking Steve Jobs. <laughs> Dude, you think, you think it, was his, it was his idea? We make the phones. We make the phones really fucking... We put all this 
hardware and shit that makes the phones amazing, but we're going to, the best part is we're going to charge them for the front part of the fucking phone. If that thing that is so prone to breaking breaks, we're going to charge them $329. If they did, you know what would be a better business plan? Hey dude, how about you make it cheaper to fix the fucking screen so that people will break it more often and be more careless with their iPhones. You could rake in even more money because people will be like, ah, it's just 150 bucks. But that carelessness makes them break the phone more often and get less protection. And then you rake in more money. I'm a fucking genius. Jesus. Um, but yeah, I'm never going back to Apple again, which is a lie. I'm probably going to go back to Apple like in a week because I'm powerless. I'm powerless. Um, what else was I going to talk about? Oh, Trump. Trump apparently is going to get impeached. That's fun, right? Impeachment of the president. I'm pretty sure the last president to get impeached was uh, Bill Clinton. And um, let's face it, Trump's done way worse than Bill has. I don't even know. I don't even know how that shit works, dude. What did he, he got? He got fucked because he, uh, he got blown by. I'm talking about Clinton. Clinton got blown by his secretary, Monica Lewinsky. Hopefully, I got the name right. And she became the most famous prostitute in the world. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She's not a whore. But I mean, I don't know. What's your definition of a whore? It depends. She sucked a married man's dick and then became famous. That's all it takes. Hey, man, Jeff Bezos' wife became the richest woman in the world after a divorce. Think about that. The richest woman in the world received her wealth through divorce. What does that say about women? They're smart. <laughs> That's what it says, dude. That's fucking genius. Dude, if I was a woman, like, honestly, people, like, shit on girls all the time. Um, but, you know, like, they go like, oh, women's rights is all feminism is fucking aggressive. But in all honesty, if the tables were turned, like, somehow, like, chicks were the ones getting paid more, guys would destroy, like, we would be ruthless. The way we would go about, like, achieving equality would be ruthless. I can't believe I'm even saying this. This is just a moment of honesty. Usually I'm like, because I fucking hate aggressive feminists. Those people who um, attack uh, men for being men. What is it? The fucking mansplaining? What is mansplaining? What is it? I guess that's like your way of... So is there f femsplaining or womensplaining? What's the difference? Like, uh, is it like how you describe something? Like guys talk about women as objects, but women talk about men as like human. I don't know. I don't know. That's why I don't have opinions about these things. I usually offend people who are um, politically correct. And it's because uh, my family... That my mom and dad, the people who raised me, are from a matriarchal society, Iran. And to be honest, it's like the women. The, I respect the women in uh, in patriarchal societies more than I respect the women in like my, in modern America. Dude, my fucking my aunts are literally the most badass people I've like badass women that I know. They're more badass than men I know in my life. 
Um, my mom has three sisters. The oldest one has passed away. God bless her soul. She was literally an angel. She, um, very religious woman. Everybody in the family loved her. When she passed, everybody was super fucking sad. I mean, everybody, like her kids were destroyed. Like, it was bad. Like, what? oh my God, my cousins, they aged fucking 20 years after the death of their fucking mom. She was an angel. She was also the best cook in the family. Oh man, dude. That shit was rough. Shit was rough. Um, but yeah, man, like, and my other, my second oldest aunt, she's like the head nurse of some fucking hospital. I think she retired actually, but... I remember when I was um, shadowing some doctor at this hospital. By the way, my aunt hooked it up. I shadowed this like fucking um, savant of a doctor. He knew like five different languages, Mandarin, English, Spanish. And he was like the smartest dude I've ever met. But uh, when me and my, or my aunt and I, when we would walk around the hospital, everybody would fucking bow. The guards, the doctors, the nurses. It was like, dude, it felt kind of cool. You know? Started getting that um, white man mentality. That power mentality. Uh, but yeah. She's the fucking most bad. She helps everyone in the family. She helps, like, when it comes to money. She just gives away money to her family when we need it. And it's, she's the most giving person I know. She's the most respected woman I know. And her husband died, who was also a doctor, and she never remarried because she loved her husband, and she was like, I'm not going to fucking, out of respect for him, I'm not going to remarry. And some people might say, oh my God, like, you know, you could have just, she could have just moved on, but honestly, I think that's like, like, I respect her for that. Even if a man doesn't remarry after, my fucking grandpa, actually... Uh, his wife died like, like 15 years into his marriage. I don't know. It might've been like 20 and he never remarried and the guy was rich, had a fucking, um, seven kids that he had to take care of, but he just hired, um, basically, uh, help. He hired help to you know, like nannies and shit to take care of the kids. And he never remarried and he, every year. That every year, like, I think the day that his wife passed away, he would just, he would mourn. And that's how our family runs. We're way too loyal, dude. That's what I say about my family. We're the most, we're loyal dogs. Yeah. That's what my aunt did. She fucking uh, never remarried and just decided to take care of the family. Never had kids. So she took care of our, my cousins, her nieces and nephew. And she still takes care of her sisters, my my mom and the second, the third young, I guess the third youngest sister. If we're going by eight, like oldest, she's the third oldest. The third oldest aunt that I have is basically my grandmother. She's the one who raised my mom. Um, my grandmother died when my mom was like 14 years old and my mom couldn't handle it. And then my third aunt stepped in to raise her. To, to be the mother figure. And what does that mean? That means she sacrificed her youth in order to take care of my mom because she loved her family so much. That's something that women can do. They can sacrifice. I would never be able to do that shit, dude. 
Let's face it. But yeah, she sacrificed. She, she was also the prettiest, apparently, out of the four sisters. And um, she had a shit ton of people uh, come, uh, what's the word for it? For arranged marriages, she had a bunch of people come. I know the Persian word, but she had, uh, yeah, a bunch of people wanted to marry her, and she said no because she wanted to take care of my mom. And she, yeah, she wasted her youth. Well, then waste, she, you know, sacrificed her youth for taking care of my mom and also my, my uncle, who's super cool, my French uncle. And that's, those are the women in my life. And yeah, my third aunt, who's like my grandma, she's literally like my grandma. She raised me and my brother. We love her the most. I'm not going to lie. There's a pecking order and how much I love my aunts. And that third one is the one we love the most. Um, yeah, she, she definitely took care of me. But dude, all of my aunts fucking raised me, basically. I was raised by my mom's side of the family, straight up. I have like 15 di different personalities shaping me. That's why I'm so interesting and cool. <laughs> yeah, those are the women. You pe I don't know why these people aren't on, on Oprah. These fucking... These, these women who sacrificed for their families. These are the people I, I respect. Not the people who fucking sleep around. Oh my god, I sound just like my... I sound just like my mom. So Muslim. I mean, I don't care if chicks sleep around or anything, but... You know, what happened to family values? That shit is dope. Family values are the best. Yeah, I really... I don't know. That's why I like my girlfriend, dude. My my favorite part of my about my girlfriend is how much she worries about her, her uh, family. Like when something's wrong with her mom, her sister. She's her little brother's. Literally, my my girlfriend is 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 um, fucking up my words right now. My girlfriend's. Oh my god, I can't fucking make up the words. But whatever. She has a little brother. She's the mom. That's what I was trying to get across. Me fucking up words. But yeah. That's my favorite part. I'm like, dude, I want, I want a girl who can take care of my fucking kids, who can be there for my kids in a way where I can't, because I don't have that motherly, you know, that, that's a skill. Being a mom, that shit is, you know, it's something that's like, it's a very nature, something you can't teach. Yeah. That conversation took a weird direction. So let's go back to talking about Trump, because that's what I was talking about. Yeah, um, goddamn, I derail. You can tell I have ADD by just how I bounce off a topic for, from topic to topic. But, um, yeah, Trump's probably going to get impeached, apparently, but he's never... Same thing happened three years ago, but everyone's going, like, seriously, he's getting impeached. I honestly didn't read the news shit, because I don't give a fuck. Politics makes me depressed, so I don't read it. Yeah. It's fine. I like to be happy. Um, honestly, I think Trump's probably going to get reelected. You know what he's going to do? He's going to do what every other president that wanted to stay in office did. He's going to start a war with Iran, and they're going to they're, they're, the the public's going to be forced to have him stay as president. You can't just change leaders in the middle of a war. And if you look that up, statistically, all of those presidents that were in a war got reelected. So, let's see if he throws the Hail Mary. Um, Jesus, I, I went on a rant for 15 minutes about women, and then 
made a three minute point about Trump, which is what I really wanted to talk about. Yeah, it's interesting. Who knows? Yeah. Um, what else did I want to talk about? Um, oh, th here's something that bothers me. That's not really, it's not really an issue, but it's something I've always wanted in my life. I've always wanted one of my close friends to come out gay. I know what you're thinking. That's kind of a weird want, but I always thought the idea of someone hiding who they are for a long period of time and then letting us know is like the most amazing. Like, I would be so impressed. I'd be like, dude, I don't care that you're gay. I just, I can't believe that you hid it for this long. I'm amazed that you were able to, you know, navigate the waters with such, you know, such care and nuance. I, and it has to be one of my close friends. If it's like someone that I barely fucking know, I don't give a fuck. I want you to be a part of my life. And I want you to be, you know, someone who I've talked about women with. I want you to be someone who, you know, I've joked around. And I want you to have tricked me. So, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for one of you guys to be like, hey Matt, I'm actually gay. And then I'm going to fucking be amazed for the rest of my life. You're going to amaze me. I have gay friends, but that's not fun. They're already out, you know? <laughs> already out there doing their own thing. But, um, yeah, I just want one of my close friends to come out gay. I feel like it would make me really happy for some reason. I don't know why, but it would. All right, let's stop talking about these weird fucking topics. Um, oh, I wanted to just give a few movie suggestions, if you're listening. Um... The Joker's coming out with Joaquin Phoenix. If you've seen the trailer, which 41 million people have as of right now, that fucking trailer is phenomenal. Joaquin Phoenix looks like he went fucking crazy and he filmed it. Dude, he's literally, I think he's the best uh, actor alive right now. Better than um, Daniel Day-Lewis better than Leonardo DiCaprio. I think he's the best fucking actor because he doesn't really... Well, I don't know about it. Daniel Day-Lewis is like a method actor, which means that he acts the part. Like, he tries to, you know, get lost in his role. And honestly, uh, what's his name? Leonardo DiCaprio. He just plays versions of himself. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, when whatever movie he's doing, it's just, you're like, oh, this is Leonardo DiCaprio as a racist white slave owner. This is Leonardo DiCaprio as a guy in Hollywood. This is Leonardo DiCaprio as um, someone who's uh, mentally challenged. Shout out to uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape. But yeah, I feel like he plays the same character in all of his fucking movies. Or he plays himself. And it's like, I, they say that's what good acting is. But I think it's more impressive for you to be someone who's not a derivative of who you are. I feel like that's harder, so that's more impressive. I don't know. But yeah, that's what Joaquin Phoenix does, because... I mean, a lot of his roles, like... His role in The Gladiator, where he was uh, Lucius, or I think that's what his name was, but... um, Yeah, he was super... He was... I hated him. It was super controversial to me. If that's what controversial means, if it means that you hate someone, I don't know. But, um, yeah, 
I really he's the fucking best actor, man. Have you seen him in, in Inherent Vice? Which is literally a movie about nothing. It's just so confusing. I was my friend Nick asked me, he's like, um, what do you think about Inherent Vice? I was like, I have no idea what the fuck was happening. And he's like, that's exactly how you're supposed to feel. And I was like, dope. At least, uh, I'm just happy that I was honest and I didn't try to find meaning in a movie that had no meaning. That's my fucking least favorite thing. When people try to find meaning in a movie that, or a, a meaning in something that has no meaning. Like a Jackson Pollock painting. Nobody, he doesn't, there's no fucking pre, you know, he doesn't know what the fuck, he's just splattering paint. That's all that happened. There's nothing more to that. God. He's going to be such a good Joker. You know who was like the worst Joker? Fucking Jared Leto. They tried to get a male model to be a crazy psychopath. He was so corny too. He like sent um, dead rats to his like cast, his co-cast, his, uh, whoever was working in the movie with him, just to seem edgy. And uh, it's fucking you're trying too hard, man. You're trying too hard. You didn't let it. Let the role consume you. You tried to, uh, you know, become the role. Not that I know anything about acting, but I like to have opinions. And Jared Leto's Joker was a fucking dork. Because Jared Leto's a dork. People were like, oh, they cut out all of his good scenes. I'm like, dude, he had a tattoo on his face that said he was broken. Face tats. You know who has face tats? Lil Xan. You know who's not edgy? Lil Xan. Poor guy's probably depressed. I shouldn't pick on him. Not that he's going to listen to this, but... I haven't listened to any of his music because I'm better than him. I'm just kidding. I just don't like rap in general. Not that it's... I don't like rap because I don't understand it. I've never been a gangbanger. I've never... You know... Sex, drugs, and money. I don't... I'm not good at it. So I can't listen to these songs and agree with what they're saying. And connect to them. Like, whatever Kendrick Lamar says, I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about. It sounds like a, it's an upsetting and, you know, super gangster, but I don't get it. I'm just like an outsider. I'm like, I don't know. You're, dude, you're going through a lot of shit. I hope, I'm glad that you came out of that, and I'm glad that you're supporting your community. But I, I'm not going to listen to your fucking music, and I, I hope that people who do listen to your music and support you... Um, support you even more so that you can support. I like people like Kendrick Lamar and that dude Nipsey Hussle who died, who were like supporting their community uh, despite making money off of, um, you know, what they were going through. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I'm talking about rap. That's what I love, dude. That's why I love techno, dude. It just sounds. That's the shit, man. Electric dance music. I should be a fucking DJ. They used to call me DJ Matt Ramen back in middle school. Guess who didn't become a DJ? This guy. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe I should DJ. I definitely look like one. It's weird looking. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, watch the fucking Joker. Please. Also, if you guys want to watch a TV show, watch BoJack Horseman. It's super depressing, but... 
it's just it's an interesting uh perspective on people who are struggling with i feel like that's what most tv shows are it's like showing you a view of how someone could struggle with life and i feel like that show is the most um it's the one that i connect to the most uh, but, you know, the backstory of those characters in the show are very, very dark. And that's why sometimes, like, Hollywood likes to glorify, like, intense backstories of, like, struggling and stuff. And, and, and what they're trying to do is to get you to think, like, oh, my God, my backstory is not even as bad as that. How successful could I be? But in reality, what people, you know, and I feel like people interpret it as, like, I've had to, I would have to have a very shitty childhood in order to become successful, which is something I believe in. That's why I try to make my life, my day-to-day -day life as difficult as possible. Because I believe that, um, you know, torturing yourself is what leads to success, which is probably unhealthy. And, uh, but you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? That's, it's been working out kind of, so fuck it. But yeah, watch BoJack Horseman, watch The Joker when it comes out. It's going to be the greatest movie ever. Uh, I don't have anything else to talk about, so let's move on to Celebrity Crush. That's right. Pow, pow. Who's my celebrity crush? You know what it is? I, a lot of my celebrity crushes are comedians, not because I... First of all, I've never done stand-up comedy. I would love to, but I just don't think I'm funny enough. But hopefully we'll get over that hump one day and try it out and maybe I'll fall in love with it. Maybe not. We'll see what happens. But I love comedians because they're so flawed and it makes me feel better about myself. And one of those comedians is Ari Shafir. He's um, a comedian who's friends with Joe Rogan. And shout out to Joe Rogan. He's my spirit animal. That's why I'm doing this podcast. I'm just kidding. I honestly just want to do this podcast because I just need an outlet for something. I don't really care if anybody listens. I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. But Ari Shafir, a friend of Joe Rogan's, and this guy suffered with a lot of depression, you know? And he was... I knew that... I, the reason why I liked him a lot was because he... There's an episode with Ari Shafir where he talks about his depression, and it's it's such a good... He painted such a clear picture of what people are going through when they're upset. And his success, like where he took his life, he's like, listen, man, I have all these, like all this pressure weighing in on me and he just let go. And he, he fought, he made his life into what makes him happy. And they always comment on it. Like his friends, Tom Segura, Burt Kreischer, Joe Rogan, they always talk about how Ari Shafir lives life to, you know, his standards. The guy just fucking travels. Like, he makes just enough money where, like, he can survive for the year, and then he just goes and travels, takes a shit ton of drugs. And not that you should. Like, I don't, I'm not a drug guy, but just the fact that he's doing the things he likes. And he's, like, he's honestly, like, the freest person ever. In one of his interviews, um, he's, like, do you think, uh, he was comparing himself to Burt Kreischer, and he was, like, do you think me and you have the same amount of freedom? And Burt Kreischer, you know, he's like an excitable guy. He goes, yep, yeah, we do. And Ari started laughing, and he's like, I could leave tomorrow. Um, I could leave tomorrow and go to Thailand. 
how many phone calls would you have to make before you could be able to do that? And then, you know, they both started laughing and that's true, dude. Some people are so tied down to, you know, responsibilities in life, which is fine, but, you know, people kind of put these responsibility, uh, responsibilities on themselves, whether like, I have to take care of this, that. And honestly, you're sometimes you're trapped. You're tech. Like if you have um, you have a job that like forces you to constantly be at a place. You know, you're technically trapped. Even if you're getting paid, you're technically trapped. The only time you're free is when you make income at your own, uh, at your own. Uh, I don't know. He's getting sad again. Fuck that shit. I hope, dude, honestly, fuck everything I've been saying. Just try to become successful. Just focus on your success. Focus on being nice to each other. I want all of my friends to be successful. And that's all I'm focused on. I'm focused around the people around me and I want all of them to be happy and I want me to be happy. Uh, and honestly, I think doing that is gonna, you know, take me somewhere. Hopefully. I want everyone in my life to be happy. I think that's my goal. I want them to succeed and I want them to be fulfilled. And that's it. Like when my buddies tell me about their promotions and shit, I'm like, yo, that's another one of us getting up in the world. That's how I think of it. I don't think of it as him getting um, one up on me, which is what my parents have taught me my entire life. They're like, hey, don't let anybody pull ahead of you. I'm like, that's not pulling ahead. That's my friend succeeding. And I want that for everybody, even my enemies. Because, dude, it's fucking hard enough to fucking, you know, we're not, none of us are fucking billionaires. It's hard. It's hard to live life. Um, all right, moving on to manipulation tactics. Uh, this week I want to talk about uh, manipulating the internet, which is something I have to fucking learn. Now, honestly, um, it seems like, uh, at least on Reddit, because... I actually made a post recently on Reddit and I got a lot of negative feedback, got like a hundred downvotes and I was like, dude, and it wasn't even anything negative. I was just pointing something out about the, the post and then people fucking were like, no, fuck this guy. So I did a little bit of researching and looked at all, all a bunch of posts to see what the most upvoted comments were. And it's generally just the most obvious shit. Like there's a picture of puppies you just say, you express how this picture is cute, and then everyone's like, you're fucking, you're golden. Or you see something controversial, and like, if it's in a controversial picture, you, you're supposed to say something edgy. And it can't be too edgy, because then people don't understand what you're saying. So it has to be a little bit obvious, and a little bit, you know, clever. And people love that shit. Yeah, so that, I think it's got to be something that someone could have came up with. But they didn't come up with it fast enough. So somewhere in between that, you know, and that gauge. That's fuck it, dude. Internet, dude. People on the internet are fucking ruthless. It's crazy. It's such a crowd mentality. Uh, like, if if it starts negative, people are just gonna agree with you. If it starts out, if something like a comment or something starts out positive, people will just keep on, you know, praising it. At least that's what I think. I might be wrong. Who knows? 
Lost in translation, dude. That's what I am. Yeah, nothing I'm done for the day. Shout out to uh, everyone who supported me. Shout out to all my buddies, my close friends, the people who raised me, the people who I've grown with. I love all of you. I want all of you to succeed. And that's the most important thing is that we bring each other up together. You can't be a one-man army. It seems like it on Instagram. And guess what? Those people who are one-man armies are fucking miserable because they have nobody to share their success with. Cut your piece of the cake, dude. Give it to other people. Guess what? They're going to make that cake taste way better. I'm so deep. <laughs> I'm fucking kidding. I hate myself. Peace out. Love all of you. Bye-bye.